Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about optimizing WordPress for performance, and joining us in that conversation is someone who knows quite a bit about it. I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. John Henshaw. John, welcome to Press This. Hey, thanks for having me, David. How's it going? Yeah, good, good, good. (laughs) Glad to have you here. I know that uh, you you and I have uh, engaged quite a bit on social around this question of performance. Um, You know, know you, you blog a lot about it on Koi Wolf, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But for the listeners, to, to really be talking about today is you know, John's thoughts on where you should focus on performance optimization and some kind of tips and tricks along the way 
uh, from his view about how you can deliver a better experience through performance for your customers. I always say performance is not a vanity metric, it's a growth metric. The faster your website is, the more it converts. So that's what I want to focus on this topic today. John, I'm curious, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you first get started using WordPress? Well, I used to use, I think it was called Text Pattern. Um, I, it was a CMS just years ago that unfortunately just was never really updated. But I really liked it at the time because it, it was just very minimal and it was really fast. And, and this is before... I think, you know, Google was even saying they cared about speed and performance and that type of stuff. I just always cared about uh, having something that was lean and fast because I think everybody can agree that they would prefer to use a website that is quick and snappy and, and they can actually focus on the content as opposed to sit there and wait for something to load. Um, unfortunately, that didn't ever grow. That particular CMS just kind of... Um, never really went anywhere. And, and in between that time, that's when WordPress really started to, um, I guess, grow. I mean, it just, it just kind of took off. And uh, I, I think I remember at the time, I didn't really care for it. But then it was just, you know, so many iterations later, I went and looked at WordPress again. And I was kind of like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> like, this is, this kind of has, everything you need. This is better than anything that's out there. And, um, and of course I love the open source aspect of it, which is I could download it and install it anywhere. And it works, you know, pretty much perfectly out of the box. If, if you were running lamp, you know, if you had PHP and, and Apache and, you know, I think in the case of um, WP engine, it's, it's Nginx and Apache. Correct. So, it's funny, I've asked this question of every guest. Um, no one has mentioned text pattern as kind of like where they came from, if you will. Um, but I think a lot of people had commented on, well, I was trying this thing or I was doing it on my own and it just kind of organically grew up, WordPress did. And I was like, ah, I guess I'll give it a shot and ended up, you know, at least at that moment in time, really liking it. So it's interesting to hear some of the similarities, some of the previous guests. Um, Help me understand, help the audience understand in particular uh, what Koi Wolf is all about. I thought I knew what it was leading into this interview, and I had something <laughs> on the site before, and I was like, wait, I actually don't know. Um, so, um, what, what is a Koi Wolf? And yeah, what what it, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's funny because, uh, you know, sometimes the, the first thing people think of is, is this a really Koi Wolf? <laughs> and and it's, it's, no, no. It is, it's actually a, uh, a type of like hybrid of a coyote and a wolf uh, that essentially many, many years ago got together. <laughs> and, and, and what it is today in reality is it's actually a coyote that lives in North America. And, and the, the reason why I picked that for the service, um, you know, the thing I'm about to describe is it's a highly adaptable animal and, and it can, uh, has kind of the best of of both of of those different um, species, and and so that to me translates really well into marketing, digital marketing, and SEO, and how everything's always changing, and and the, so therefore we have to adapt 
quickly to those changes. As far as what Coil is uh, as an online entity, it's it's really kind of my digital playground. It's a place for me to experiment um, and be able to produce the things I've been wanting to produce for a long time, but couldn't. And, and so uh, I'm experimenting with general top level domains i the the coy wolf i noticed that yes. yeah 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 i mean it, it could be confusing uh to people who are like what is this guy doing but if you go to one of the coy wolf uh domains it all looks like one site so for example i have coywolf.pro which is a kind of behind the wall subscription service to long form content that i write i have Coilf.news, which is actually a news site that's in Google News. I have now Coilf.reviews, which is a, you guessed it, review site. Uh, and, and then I have Coilf.community, which is a, an online discussion forum for, for digital marketers. But again, when you experience it, it's you know, navigation-wise, design-wise, you feel like you're in the same place. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to, to make something that was uh, kind of had was run independently that there wasn't a single point of failure and and so like dot pro dot news dot reviews they're all hosted on wp engine as separate wordpress installs um not that of course anything would ever fail <laughs> on right. the engine but i could certainly probably destroy <laughs> something on my own um <laughs> oh there's there's and, all kinds of ways to destroy yeah, yeah. although <laughs> i will say because you kind of know uh, surely you know by now I'm I'm a big fan of WP Engine. Um, Thank you. One of the things that I love about being um, on the platform is I have definitely screwed up my installs, and it is literally just a click to restore it, which is pretty amazing, and I love it. Um, That's my really best friend. Fun. After having torched sites, of course, staging is also a great way to not torch it. But if you do torch it, you can. Oh well, that well, it's true. Right? Well, if you use local. <laughs> to do those things and to push to, to development and staging and stuff, which I do now, which is what everybody should be doing, but I'm, I'm sure they don't. Um, then yeah, that's definitely the best way to do it. But so it's, it's come in handy though, you know, as I'm sure, you know, with uh, when you update that one plugin or you do that one little thing and it just does something crazy um, with however you have your, your, uh, WordPress install set up and, and yeah, maybe talk about that in a little lifesaver. bit. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of getting now to the topic at hand performance really quickly, why do you care about performance earlier? You said you kind of thought it was important, I suppose, before it was hip, if you will, why does it matter to you? I think it's twofold. It's, it's the reason I, I gave, which was, it's just a better user experience, but the second reason is because you know Google cares about it. It's 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 uh, essentially seen as a ranking factor, particularly on uh, on mobile. And and so I think when when Google, I don't know if it was a few years, several years ago, came out and and basically said, okay, we care about this now. This is this is um, important to us as we move more towards mobile. That your sites you know, aren't slow and doggish <laughs> take forever to load and, and you make it so it's impossible to use your, your site because you've overloaded it with ads and JavaScript. And so from an SEO perspective, it's become very important. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, in this show intro, I kind of talked about how it was important, not just because you want a fast website, but because it affects your ability to convert visitors. And it also sounds like 
from your perspective, and Google's been very public about this, that speed matters. And I think also in the tools they've released, which I want to talk to you about here in a second, um, but it's, it's clearly uh, affects your ability to convert, but then it also seems to have direct implications and also, in my opinion, indirect implications of how you might perform in a search context. Now, the tools you use to measure and what you do to fix those things, I think, is where uh, the rubber meets the road, if you will. And I want to kind of unpack your view on that because I know you have a lot of background, uh, for those who don't know John, um, in SEO and uh, have a very informed opinion there. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. LPO, landing page optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing John Henshaw about optimizing WordPress for performance. John, right before the break, you shared that uh, you felt speed was important because Google's been very loud and clear that they think it's important. So obviously, there's a lot of SEO implications there. 
um, as we were preparing for this episode, I was kind of reading through some of your blog posts talking about performance. I saw you like to use Lighthouse as a performance measurement tool. Is that your favorite? And is it your favorite because it's Google's tool? Or uh, why might it be your favorite? Uh, it, it is my favorite. It's uh, possibly my favorite because it's Google's tool. <laughs> but uh, you know, another way you can actually test things is actually just in Chrome using their development tools. But ultimately, that they end up just using Lighthouse anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but it's uh, Lighthouse is uh, just makes everything really clear, and it's something that Google has, I, I would say, aggressively been working on. It's something that gets updated all the time and is fairly clear in regards to uh, what it is you need to look at or address or, or fix. Um, if, if you use DevTools in Chrome, that's gonna give you a much more granular and technical look into what's going on um, in regards to how things are being loaded and how uh, Google might be seen the way the page is rendered and that type of thing. But I think Lighthouse is great uh, because it makes it so accessible to everybody. It's, it's not too complicated, you know, but it's also um, uh, not one of those things that just says, this is your score, good luck. You know, it actually has something that is actionable. That yeah, those heuristics and recommendations. I think it's interesting because when it first came out, I'm like, what do I need this for? I've got tools like WebPageTest and other tools that give me, you know, in some sense, finer granularity, even still today compared to Lighthouse. But I think you really hit on a good point there that, you know, the way Google packages it up is uh, easily digestible by a lot of folks, um, really actionable. I think the most powerful the reason for using it, though, that I heard within the last couple of months is my boss will say yes to fixing these things if I show them that Google thinks it's bad. So in other words, if I pull up some nerd tool and be like, look, this is bad, um, that's not as compelling as if I show them something that you know, Google is behind. So have you found that to be true in the folks you've worked with? It is. And, and you make a good point, especially in regards to Lighthouse, because the way that they've created it is designed to create a presentable, um, you know, kind of report. And, and so where I don't think everything else is just kind of like a tool and you can kind of go through it. If you run a Lighthouse report, then it literally is a report. And you can print that, you can convert that to a PDF, and you can give that to a manager um, or, or some, some decision Clients maker. Clients or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Say, look, this, these are the things. Yeah, it was super compelling. So I think um, it's really interesting to hear you also have that similar observation. Um, you know, in, in other words, as you pick your measurement tool, you're not just picking the thing that'll give you the information you need, um, but you may also be picking the company behind it or the recommendations it makes. Um, to make it easier on those kind of internal or external battles to justify this work. So you, uh, in one of your posts, and I actually saw you created kind of a lean and mean starter theme. Um, what do you think people should consider when choosing or building a theme? Like what, what, do, what is most important to you as, as you do those things? I want to, now I want to rename it lean and mean starter theme. I know. It sounds, it sounds really good when you say it. I came up with that. <laughs> Um, I would say it's, it's, you know, it's only, it's a starting place to say something is SEO friendly. And, and so, you know, I know that WP Engine, I, I think you acquired StudioPress's themes. And so, Genesis. Out, yeah, Genesis. So out of the box, 
those are, are already optimized um, for search engines. The thing that I would add to that, if you're going with if, uh, sort of a framework that already exists is uh, what are all of the dependencies that come with it? Um, and how, uh, you know, how many assets and things are being used for that particular themes? And, and what I mean by that is sometimes themes, particular themes, have all the bells and whistles. And that to me is typically a red flag for performance because in order to have all those bells and whistles, the requirement is typically a ton of JavaScript uh, and a lot of plugins. And I think that uh, people who have some experience out there hunting down the perfect theme and what they could add for their site uh, have, uh, have experienced that, that moment where they buy it and they install it. And then it says, we need you to install these 15 plugins. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just like that on top of, of what they actually wrote in the theme. And, and what you end up getting is uh, what I would consider to be a subpar performance in a theme. And then on top of that, if you don't even know how to do certain best practices, like how you optimize images and that type of thing, you could really slow down the site. So when I'm, you know, kind of looking at a theme, I'm, I'm looking for something that that has uh, very few dependencies, meaning it doesn't require a bunch of plugins. And I actually look for things that don't have all the bells and whistles uh, because that generally will mean that it, it is faster out of the box. I know that's a really deep topic. The, the functionality that may be within a theme itself, the plugins that are dependent for enabling certain functionality that are shown to people in the demo site, sounds like from the high level, you're saying have that theme be a more bare bones starting point for style that you add on to versus kind of inheriting all these dependencies at once. I guess if I'm building a custom theme or even have my own quote starter theme, I might also want to take that into consideration. In other words, make my starting point not have all the things, but rather add to it as I need them, which I think from a high level is a very poignant way of, of thinking about choosing and building a theme. Um, I also noticed in some of your posts that you talked quite a bit around CSS optimization. Um, don't I just have to concatenate and be done? Or what, what, what are some of your more actionable tips on optimizing CSS? I, I think that for a lot of people, and, and this may apply more to people who have done custom work, things get sloppy really fast. It's, it's, we're talking about what could be considered as technical debt. As you work on something and you have other people come work on it, people keep adding things, but they don't really take away and they don't really uh, optimize what's already there or, or optimize what's there after they've made their changes. And what you end up getting is a lot of code. And, and this applies to JavaScript too. So everything I'm about to say in regards to CSS applies to JavaScript. You end up getting tons and tons of code and all of this code, the CSS and this JavaScript end up being loaded on every single page, which means that if I am doing a Google search and I come in on uh, into your site for a particular article, and that article only needs a tenth of the CSS that you actually have on your site, and maybe a tenth of the JavaScript that you have on your site, the 
what typically happens is you force that visitor to download a hundred percent of all your CSS and all your JavaScript before that page can even load and render and be usable and, and a person can interact with it. And so that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about as far as optimizing your CSS and JavaScript, which is to go in and only serve the CSS and JS that you need for that page, not uh, serve it all all the time for every single page because you're basically slowing down the experience for everybody unnecessarily. Is that the kind of thing that you do once and then continue to separate or do you view that teams typically, as you said, will just kind of keep adding to those files and forget about it? Like how do teams not just like do it once and let it evaporate? I think you kind of have to have rules in place if it's multiple people working on it. So, you know, a rule might be that uh, if you're adding a certain CSS or JavaScript that's only going to apply to a particular template, you know, or page, then you can actually um, put in uh, PHP like includes or possibly even put it in, into the functions file, although that gets way more complicated, but make it so that things are dependent on what it is that's actually being displayed. And, and I actually do this uh, with my themes where I will have CSS, for example, that is only used in a particular view on a particular template. And I've written in just very simple PHP code that says, you know, if it is this category or this type of page or, you know, this template, then display this. Otherwise, don't do it. And so I like the uh, I like the ideas of like the rules set. Uh, spoke to a representative at Google once that talked about having kind of a quote performance budget be part of your QA process. I think it's similar to what you were describing there. I want to dive in a little bit deeper, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. 
Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Fogelpohl. Right before the break, our guest, John Henshaw, was talking about CSS and JavaScript optimization. John, you were talking a little bit about this notion of like, well, if you have multiple people working on a project, you kind of have to agree on a set of rules uh, around how you would implement JavaScript and CSS, compartmentalizing it based on views and when things are needed and not loading everything at once. Um, is there anything else on that train of thought you think are, is important for people to remember? I think in regards to WordPress and plugins to kind of like bring that a little full, full circle, I think people that need to be aware of also what they're just adding to their site. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's one thing to do something that's more technical, like we were just talking about. It's, it's another thing on just a practical level of being aware of what you add to your site in regards to CSS and JavaScript when you add plugins. And what typically happens is when somebody adds 10 plugins or 15, which is very normal for a lot of people. I'd, in fact, I would love to know the stats one day of, of what the average is um, on WP Engine for, for those users. <laughs> Maybe you will look into that. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great content. <laughs> um, but, but it's one of those things where when you do that, most of those plugins come with their own CSS and JavaScript. And, and if, you v if you were to view the source, the HTML source of your pages, it's it's just all over the place. There's so much junk. It's unbelievable what of what those plugins insert. And again, what I was talking about right before the break, they're not uh, making it so that it will um, only show when you need it. Those plugins are also just inserting it on every single page, whether you use it or not. And and so you, it's really easy to quickly. Uh, kind of destroy the performance of, of all your pages when you, when you don't take a careful approach, um, both from you know, the dev team and also just the plugins you throw at it to, to load up your page and make it a huge page full of things that aren't even used when somebody views the page. Well, I think that's really good advice. I think uh, I agree. A lot of people install plugins without seeing the ramifications. That's why I always love to do a speed test. When you make a change to your site, Run those tests again to see what might have happened. Adding a plugin is a great time to do that. I want to shift gears a little bit here um, as we kind of get into the final stretch of the show. And talk about caching and CDNs. I know that's a, a big strategy you talk a lot about. Um, if you need a CDN, do you, do you need good hosting? Can you just have like not great hosting and just an awesome CDN? Or how do you generally think about caching well, CDNs? I mean, there's different approaches to take. I think that in general, you should be taking advantage of a CDN. I know with uh, WP Engine, I think you have your own CDN service. Is that right? We offer a CDN service powered yeah. by another company, but yeah. Yep, yep. So, so it's something that I think you should take advantage of. I, I have a slightly different approach um, just because it, it's sort of what I was doing even before I think I started hosting at w, WP Engine. But what, perfect, what ended up working out perfectly for me was the fact that everything I used you integrate it with really well. So, so the, what I recommend is kind of multifaceted, which is uh, WP Engine already on its own does a really good job with some of its own caching. And so things are, and then of course, it's just a fast service anyways. Um, 
and with PHP, you know, seven since 7.3, it's crazy fast. Um, and then what I do is I, I then have the WP rocket, uh, uh, caching plugin, which I think mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. And, and I, and I know that, uh, WP engine works well with it. And so I have that and that, that essentially kind of makes things more static like, uh, and then the last layer for me is to go through Cloudflare. And I like going through Cloudflare um, just because it's just another extra layer of speed and security. Um, I like the fact that um, they're, they give me sort of their own SSL, but so does WP Engine. And it all works seamlessly um, as, as far as that goes because of the fact that you use, um, I think it's a Let's Encrypt and so, that's right. That's so right. yeah. So so I, I take full advantage of, of everything <laughs> for the most part that WP Engine uses. And then, but again, I I I do this multifaceted approach, and the result is that for pretty much any of my sites, they're just stupid fast. <laughs> just so yeah. fast. I, I haven't. I it's such an interesting observation that there's not necessarily one magic bullet, but it's kind of a combination of efforts over time. And uh, it kind of reminds me of an analogy I'll often say with SEO and people are just like, is this one technique going to be the saving grace? I said, look, no one ever won the Tour de France by shaving their legs but no one has won the Tour de France that didn't shave their legs over the last 10 years. And the point being is that, no, you can't shave your legs and win, but every little thing helps. And it's the combination of all those things that lead to success. John, I wish we had more time to dig in and even a wealth of knowledge on all these topics. I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a fun conversation. Absolutely. And if you'd like to learn more about what John is up to, uh, I'd I definitely know I check up on this from time to time. Uh, visit coywolf.news uh, to check out some of the content John publishes there, um, the community as well as coywolf.pro. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week. This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.